This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. wondered how sustainable Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and other big box stores actually are when it comes to things that you can see every time you step foot in the door? Our editorial team at Brightly recently researched and scored seven top retailers on their consumer-facing eco-friendly practices, like usage of plastic bags, commitment to reduce waste, and more. You'll be extremely surprised to learn which store came out on top and which of your favorite brands leaves a lot to be desired in the eco-friendly category. I certainly was. To read the accompanying article that goes with this discussion, don't forget to head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And with all that said, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Good, good. I'm very excited for today's episode. I know I feel like we say it all the time, but uh, <laughs> we're talking about chain stores, right? It's, which sounds funny, chain store. Why, or like why big is... box store, yes. or like whatever you want to call it. These are the stores that we know that you shop at all the time. Yeah, and it's super important story that we we actually got so much amazing feedback from the article. The article came about a month ago. Hopefully, if you're following us on social um, and reading our all of the fresh articles that we have on Brightly.eco, you will see um, we got so much amazing feedback for this. And okay, ultimately, what was the point of the story, right? So we rank a popular chain store, big box store, whatever you want to call them, based on how sustainable they are, right? So we really did our research. And um, if you go to our article, which of course we'll link to in our show notes, we'll even have visual infographics about them. Uh, so we'll give you a little bit of a preview into research, but you will see way, way more information that you need to know in the article itself. Too. Yep. And the other thing I really want to get clear with, with the audience is these are consumer facing sustainable um, initiatives by these companies. So we're not necessarily talking about um, the amount of petroleum based products that they get into. Like there's so many ways you can find sustainability. Um, and for, for us, we thought, let's take some of the consumer aspects and dive into that, right? Such as usage of plastic bags and single-use plastics when you go to check out. That was what we were really interested in. So we want to be have like a full disclosure here where we were not um, 
you know, obviously going like insanely deep into some of the more traditional sustainability vectors, we wanted to take the conscious consumerism approaches to this, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the the stores, um, just in case you're curious, um, we compared five of the seven, or sorry, we we compared, sorry, seven um, stores, and five of these seven were actually in the top 100 retailers in the United States for 2020. And then we also decided to include a few smaller chains, like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, because we know that you shop at them all the time and we get questions about them all the time. So the stores that we compared, and we're going to go through these, um, are Walmart, Kroger, Costco, Target, Aldi, Whole Foods, and Trader Joe's. And Lisa, you want to tell like what those um, conscious consumerism vectors were that we were yeah. interested in? Yeah. So the factors that we've considered each one of the stores were, uh, number one, use of plastic bags and packaging materials, right? Number two, commitments to reduce waste, right? And commitments as what we could find on their websites, yes. right? So let's be clear about that too. Number three, in-store recycling options. Number four, use of sustainable energy. Again, it's self-reported, right? And number five, if the chain uh, if the chain stores carries sustainable product lines as well. Yep. So what we did is we went through, we used um, all of those factors, we gave them a score, and then we just came up with you know the the total. So here are the most popular big chain, um, big box, <laughs> big box and chain stores that we just mentioned ranked from the most to the least sustainable. And for me, this most sustainable one was actually very much a surprise if you think about like all the other ones we we listed. But That's number funny. one in our study was Aldi. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you if you were surprised by it, but I actually was not even okay. though I was never at Aldi in my entire life. But you know why? Because our scouts and our community has been chatting about Aldi actually quite a bit on our app. Um, You know, again, I don't have the numbers of how many people said it, but I have been hearing from our community how much they love Aldi. Um, So that's why I was actually not surprised. But um, do you want to go through the entire list and then talk about factors or you want to, you want to chat about like why Aldi, like where it actually, let's, let's go into like each one. So we have, of course, a bullet point for each one of those factors that we talked about earlier, but that would be an extremely long episode. (laughs) So we're just going to grab like one or two highlights from each store. Um, so one thing, um, we can each pick one. So for me, um, really the standout, um, thing from, from an Aldi's perspective was I was really interested in, um, their efforts to actually create their own products, if this makes sense. And so we've talked a little bit about this as it relates to Costco in the past, but over 90% of Aldi's product range is exclusive to them, which means that Aldi has a real a, a ton of power in how it actually packages these yes. products. And so they have made a commitment to make all of their product packaging reusable, recyclable, or compostable by 2025, which is coming up soon. Um, and then they they want to, in general, 
reduce the packaging material across their entire range of, of products by 15%. So not only are they going to use better packaging product, um, you know, packaging materials, but they want to reduce that, right? And we've all seen examples of products where um, it's very apparent that they've gone above and beyond to do it. But as Lisa and I like to harp about, like single-use plastic is just such a, a really negative thing for the environment. So if you have a store that's making its own products and is taking a stance like this, it's actually huge. It's probably outweighs a lot of some of these other initiatives we're going to talk about. So I would say that was a, a big one that stood out for me with Aldi. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, that's a good point that in, in terms of how impactful it in terms of like scale. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, that's that's it was an interesting point I didn't really think about before. But yeah, my other one, we actually gave a shout uh, to this point uh, in one of our TikTok videos earlier this year, but um, Aldi actually encourages customers to reuse their containers. And I know Alisa found that some of the glass pasta jars, for instance, have measurement markings. So it makes it a great option for bulk food items or leftovers, right? So that's kind of cute. And that's definitely much smaller impact, but it just shows thoughtfulness there. Absolutely. It shows thoughtfulness and it shows that they're really interested in getting their consumer base to think more sustainably. So yeah, that was our winner, which we were surprised at. Um, Yeah, let's talk about the (laughs) points. So uh, Aldi got 43 out of 50. Okay, that's good. And mm-hmm. that, that, that's good to say. Um, so number two, um, who I think everybody always assumes is number one, yep. just because of the name and sort of the, the background would be Whole Foods. Um, so Whole Foods, we all know and love it. Um, we know it was acquired um, by Amazon. And there have been some changes made, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a good or bad thing. It just it just was. Um, and actually, I grew up, um, I went to the University of Texas at Austin. That's actually where Whole Foods was originally based. Um, so I actually Oh, went yeah. to college and got to go to this like really cool Whole Foods where they had like um, fresh fish station where you could like go pick out your fish and they'd cook it up oh, for yeah. you. It was cool. It was like an experience. So I know and love Whole Foods just like the, like most of us. Um, and so there were a few things that we really liked about them. Um, but one thing that I thought was interesting it was just truly um, its its commitment um, to repurpose um, and and to actually reduce its food waste. So Whole Foods actually is pledging to cut its food waste in half by 2030 through repurposing or upcycling neglected and underused foods. Um, They also want to buy that imperfect produce from suppliers, which is great because we all know that most grocers only pick the best and most beautiful and a lot of that other thing, uh, you know, food goes to waste. Um, They also want to donate to local food banks and they want to get more involved in composting. So again, if you think about its scale, if a grocer uh, like Whole Foods is going to take a stance like this, um, cut its food waste in half by 2030, um, they're going to need to be make some big initiatives to do that. And so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I actually, again, was not aware of this initiative. And um, I love that, again, big corporations, um, you know, are taking a stance on this because we all personally are trying to do reduce our food waste. I, I don't remember uh, there. We can definitely figure um, in the show notes. I'm, I'm curious, like in terms of like food waste produced by individuals versus food waste produced by like restaurants and um 
you know, um, stores like Whole Foods, I think, you know, stores have way more, much more food waste uh, as a percentage of personal food waste. So that's, that's huge, as you were saying. And another thing I wanted to just give a, a shout out to Whole Foods for, I think that's probably what they're mostly known for. Um, in 2008, the chain became the first U.S. grocer to eliminate single-use plastic shopping bags across all stores in the U.S., U.K., and Canada. And That's awesome. Yeah, and it's like I think that everybody just like knows them for their you know brown bags with the green logo, so that's amazing. And then since then, it only offers hundred percent post-consumer recycled paper bags or reusable totes. Uh, or of course, um, I think they also charge um, charge you for uh, for those bags too. So they yep. encourage you to bring your own tote. Yep. All right. And how many points did they get? They got forty out of fifty, so just three points under Aldi. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Next is Target. So again, a little bit of a surprise um, to be up there. And, you know, we know that um, Target and a lot of the other um, stores on this list do have lots of uh, improvements to make, right? We weren't trying to go out and say who's perfect, but we're trying to come out and, and give you some some realistic information. So course, Target does use a lot of plastic bags, unfortunately. Um, they have joined something called the Beyond the Bag Initiative, um, which is investing in efforts to design an innovative and sustainable alternative to the plastic bag. Kroger and Walmart are also participating in this initiative. Um, so we recognize, right, if you're going to go walk into Target, like I'm probably about to do when we're done recording this episode, <laughs> um, you're going to see still a lot of plastic bags. So we want to be upfront. And the article, like we don't have nearly enough time to talk about all the points here, but the article talks about a lot of this stuff. But yeah. the point that I kind of wanted to to mention, and one of the reasons why I wasn't surprised that Target appeared relatively high up on our list is I've personally been noticing that Target has been upping its sustainable product game. So oh, wow. I remember yeah. when I first used to go there, I would only see stuff like a Mrs. Myers or a seventh generation, which, you know, are kind of the OGs of, um, you know, really more eco-friendly cleaning brands, mm-hmm. but they're really starting to step up and support brands that we know and love like Ethique, uh, Cora, um, and you know, they've, they've got the honest company. They have all sorts of things in there that are, are, are better. Um, and I personally have used their good and gather plant-based, um, or sorry, their good and gather line, which has some fair trade coffee available in it. And later on this year, they're going to launch a plant-based collection, which is cool. So they're going to have That's vegan awesome. meat, dairy-free dips, and this is all under their own label, which means they're typically is- able to give it to you cheaper, which is great. Yeah. Right? That's great. Yeah, I, I mean, I I go to Target literally like once a year, uh, but I it's just such huge changes. I want to yeah. give a sh- quick shout out to one of the other brand partners you probably heard us talk about in the podcast. It's Real Paper, the bamboo mm-hmm. toilet paper. They are also at Target now, which everybody in our community was super excited about that. Yeah. And really quickly on my end, Another fact, uh, kind of good job, Target. In 2019, Target set the goal to source 100% of its electricity from renewable sources by 2030. So as of March 2021, rooftop solar systems have been installed on 540 stores with more to come. And see, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. So Target got 30 out of 50. So definitely have some work to do. But again, uh, we want to focus on positive and Um, you know, they are doing the right things. Um, So good job. Time and time again, you texted, emailed, and DM'd us for our take on a planet-friendly way to purchase our tried and tested Brightly favorites. Because 
while the world of conscious consumerism is exploding, making mindful, planet-friendly purchases can still be a challenge. That's where the Brightly Shop comes in. To reduce some of the eco-overwhelm, every product we sell has been hand-picked and vetted by the Brightly team. You won't find anything in the shop that has less than five stars. We've gone through hundreds of eco-products to discover new and emerging brands that solve sustainability problems for you every day. We even designed our own products like beeswax wraps to keep things fun and to help you live brightly. So how do we help you shop sustainably? The shop launches on the first Monday of each month and is open for five days. So the shorter, planet-friendly shopping window allows us to only order what we need. After the shop closes, we pack and ship out products in bulk. This low-impact supply chain reduces waste and keeps the planet happy. Brightly is also climate neutral certified. Because we are committed to climate action, we have set our entire carbon footprint from operations to shipping. We believe in the power of collective change, and we are so glad you're joining us on this journey. Go to shop.brightly.eco to see what's in store. All right, next, number four, is Kroger. So Kroger is a grocery store. It's it's relatively regional. So if you're not familiar with Kroger, Kroger does also own a few other um, smaller groceries. So it's very possible you've run into one of those groceries. Um, I have been to Kroger. Yeah. yeah, I have been to Kroger in Virginia. I, I did like it, um, and especially for its affordability. But yeah, let's talk about their sustainable options. Yeah, I grew up going to Kroger. There was one like directly behind my little suburb that I grew up in. So oh, we'd like, nice. walk there. So yeah. When I think of Kroger, I have lots of memories. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we talked about plastic bags um, and and, in Target, I mean, Kroger, very much like Target, um, uses too many plastic bags. So we get that. And that's why we're we're, we don't love it. Um, It does offer customers the option to recycle plastic bags and packaging material in their in-store bins, um, which after that, they, they, they claim that they send those plastic bags away to be made into composite decking which is interesting um so they are trying to collect the, that plastic back so if you shop at kroger and you forget your plastic bags don't forget to look for that um collection bin when you go in um but the the main thing i found interesting amongst all of these different points was i thought it was cool that kroger actually has eliminated the sourcing of plants that are treated with pesticides containing they're called neonic nicotinoids i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but neonicotinoids um and and these things these uh pesticides actually pose risk to honeybee populations so somebody at kroger probably somebody on their sustainability team was like they like the bees they're passionate about honeybees they they figured it out (laughs) so i liked that one (laughs) yeah no that's super curious yeah i mean generally kroger is it's number four so it's obviously not doing as many things um as we'd like them to do but uh some other things they're doing they have partnerships with, with organizations like the world wildlife fund and the rain Forest Alliance uh, that helped them ensure sustainable sourcing standards for things like seafood products and paper packaging too. Um, so let's see how much points Kroger got. Twenty-two out of fifty. So definitely work to do. But yeah. All um, right, number five. You you if you're a good together listener, you're gonna know oh Costco, right? <laughs> That's there are very our few thing. things come to come to the the love that Lisa and I have for Costco, right? Um, we we like to source eco-friendly products from them because they do have them. 
Uh, we like to buy in bulk because that actually ends up helping reduce plastic waste in the end. Um, but Costco's got to get better in some of these instances, of right? So um, I'm now in Costco's backyard in Seattle. Maybe one day I'll go chat with them up there in Kirkland, but maybe that a girl can dream, right? You guys know <laughs> the day that that happens. I'm going to be like nerding out and put it all over my stories. But um, so, you know, there's a lot of things um, that they, you know, have kind of come under fire for. Um, you know, one thing that drives me nuts is if I want to get like apples from there, they have like that yeah. giant plastic clamshell mm-hmm. that they, like stop that. Right. Um, you know, they don't bag your items at checkout, but you know, there's still a lot of waste there. Um, so one thing that I thought was interesting, um, was that, you know, they really are under pressure. They're a huge company and they had a bunch of online petitions um, kind of calling them out for their seafood sourcing practices. Mm. So, um, you know, they had pressure. And so they actually ended up eliminating several overfish species from their product offerings uh, a few years ago. So I thought that's interesting. And of course, we love to find um, sustainable products from them. Lisa, you want to talk about a few that we, we love? Yeah, yeah. So um, I know, Laura, I think we've done a, a TikTok or Instagram video about that, but they yeah. do carry some sustainable products, even fair trade products. Up. And again, Costco product curation, as many of the stores, depends on regions. But I yes. remember um, my favorite um, baskets, Rwandan baskets, if you know what I'm talking about, those hand woven and artisanal. You saw those trade. at Costco? I, I definitely, because I know the founder, I know that they had it. I And it, oh, cool. it probably wasn't a few different Costco's, but uh-huh. I was like, yes, Costco, that's amazing. Uh, another product that you can find Brentwood Home Mattresses, they're a subsidiary of Avocado Mattress. If you've heard us, we even interviewed their founder. Um, And then Beyond Meat, just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yes, taking videos at Costco. I was like, hey, meatless options at Costco. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's huge. And um, another one that I found that actually caused a lot of uh, commotion, positive commotion was that they had reusable straws, um, at, oh, wow. at Costco at the one up here. And I say that cause I, I went to check out and the um, woman checking us out was really interested in them. And then on my way to leave, some lady stopped me to ask about them. And then the lady that was checking the receipts asked about them. That's so hilarious. people are very interested in these reusable straws. They came in a big pack and they also came with the, um, they're, you know, the, the metal straws and they came with some uh, brushes, right? Because those can be yeah. kind of hard to get clean. Exactly. So I like that they had that. So I know that Costco, let's, let's, let's send out a prayer that all these brands are listening to this podcast, but um, I'm sure you know, they are. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. But we love that they think about this and we would love for all of these brands to think about offering more zero waste or low waste uh, products like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, so how many I'm points about, did Costco get? Yeah, 17 out of 50. So no, okay. no good cost not great they gotta they gotta step yeah it up. <laughs> exactly all right so um one number six is walmart you know it's like when you hear walmart you're like oh my god who is everything is wrong with it but again we've said it many times uh probably most of the population in the united states lives close to walmart not whole foods not even aldi right yep. um and um you know they are truly making steps uh the right steps as well uh they're obviously not doing enough since they're number six on our list but uh you know let's focus on positive things uh at least here yep absolutely so um one that i found interesting was um walmart has really they've, they've tried to recently kind of 
overhaul some of their supply chains and re- retail practices from a quote, what quote unquote green perspective. Um, so they're doing things like they're partnering with Th- ThreadUp um, to you know bring some clothing back um, from a you know from a dubious end. <laughs> they're also piloting a bagless store model across Walmart locations in Vermont. Um, and then they've got a free assembly line, which we've covered this before, um, I think on at least on Brightly, um, our website. Yes. But they've got a new line called Free Assembly, and it, it claims to have organic salvage denim that's made in LEED and Fairtrade certified facilities. Um, so we couldn't find a ton of information about this line online, to be completely honest. So we're not 100% sure um, about all of the claims being made there, but I like that they're 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 starting to get into their own sustainable product lines. I like that. Yeah, one of the things I wanted that actually that's one of the facts that was pointed out to me about Walmart by Paul Rice from Fairtrade uh, Fair, mm, Fair USA. Yeah. Um, I believe, don't quote me, I think we have the, the specific facts on our website, but basically he was saying, you know what, uh, people don't, uh, not many people know, but Walmart is basically the, the biggest seller of, I believe, either organic and or fair trade tomatoes in the country, right? Interesting, Just be- I didn't know yeah. that. Hmm. Yeah, so even with Walmart, and he is kind of like us, he's really excited about this gigantic brands making tiny, if yeah. if tiny, even not small steps towards sustainability. But yeah, I mean, again, Whole Foods or like local farmers market can be sourcing like the most fair trade or organic products, right? But the massive impact is made by companies like that. Yeah, um, I mean, so and that we was talk very, about that all the time. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, okay, let me see how many points Walmart got. 15 out of 50, so not much um, under um, under Costco. Costco yeah, not a ton. So the last one, man, this one that was That was surprising. Shocker. Everybody was like, meh. I know, because we all love it. So unfortunately, the brand that came in dead last for us in this study that we did was Trader Joe's. Man, I just... My, I like my friend literally, it. when she saw this story, like she's like, what? Oh, I feel so bad now. I know. I'm, I don't know what it is about Trader Joe's, but I feel like we all have such a, like... Yeah, they have, oh, like, okay. all of my friends love shopping. I don't have a Trader Joe's near me, so I think, I feel like maybe one of these reasons I'm not as, like, uh, addicted to it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the main problem, I think, with Trader Joe's um, is excessive use of plastic packaging. Right? And that shouldn't surprise you if you go to Trader Joe's, yeah, right? Exactly. Everything is wrapped in plastic. Yeah, that that, that needs to stop. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, so what was good and other facts that you want to share, Laura? Yeah, so um, they there's there's two that I thought were really interesting. One was because of this, you know, public, um, you know, kerfuffle about mm-hmm. this plastic. People were really interested in making the company change. So they did, in 2020, replace black plastic deli meat trays with paper-based trays. Um, they removed plastic clamshells encasing uh, cherry tomatoes and used a cardboard box. And they started to replace those tea bag foil envelopes. I remember they used those oh with a compostable film, but man, they still got a long way to go. Every time I go in there, I'm like, why, why do I have this vegetable in plastic? It drives me nuts. Um, and you know, they've also like many of the other brands we've talked about are rethinking their stance on plastic bags. Um, and so in 2019, they did replace plastic produce bags with compostable and biodegradable bags. So, you know, they're, they're starting to think about it, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So that's we wanted to say that good job that them doing something uh, about this, but uh, definitely have more <laughs> work to do. And one last positive note about TJ uh, Trader Joe's um, is that it does carry some sustainable brand. And what is even more important for us, so of course, is it's at lower prices. Uh, some examples are Impossible Meat and Miyoko's, right? It also has pretty impressive line of vegan options, including meatless frozen meals, plant-based meat, uh, like beefless ground beef, soy chorizo, and baked tofu. Yeah, it has a lot of like really affordable options that I actually. I was going to say that. I mean, I feel like one of the reasons why people like Trader Joe's so much is because there's unique items that you can't get anywhere else. And mm-hmm. most of it's the pre prepared stuff, right? The frozen stuff. And I personally have noticed that there's a lot of interesting meatless prepared meals that can be good if you're looking to kind of try and get into the space, right? So like Mm -hmm. maybe you yourself are like intimidated by cooking tofu, but they have some really great, for instance, like they have some amazing uh, vegetarian Indian meals that are frozen and ready to go. So you can try those out. You can become more interested in it from that perspective. So you know, they definitely have a long way to go, right, though, Lisa? How many points did they get? They got 14 points out of 50, so just one mm. point less than Walmart. Uh, but yes, clearly a huge uh, difference uh, with the, all these 43 out of 50. So let's yep. let's briefly kind of step back and like talk about the main takeaways. Yep. Of course, as you can see, no store received a perfect 10 out of 10 or 50 out of 50 score, right? Not even the first rank Aldi no. is the gold standard of perfection. No one is perfect. Um, even the companies. Of- Exactly. Don't Mm -hmm. forget. And of course, that doesn't mean that you are less of an environmentalist if you don't swear off uh, Trader Joe's or Walmart and, you know, don't shop there for the rest of your life. So just. Yeah. The the point of this, like all of our um, informational pieces is to not like say you're a bad person if you shop at Trader Joe's. Um, By no means do we say that. And of course, they have organic options. They have options like we just talked about that can be good. But what we are saying is I think it makes sense as a consumer to think critically about things when you see them and to potentially contact these brands. They have great customer service, all of them. Um, you know, and so just, just give them a call, send them an email, say like, Hey, I'm a huge fan of your, um, uh, Trader Joe's has this amazing butter that comes from France. I'm a huge fan of that. So, Hey, Trader Joe's, I love your Brittany (laughs) butter or whatever the heck it's called. It's called cultured butter. Um, (laughs) so I love to shop with you, but Hey, can you do better with the plastic? So that that's really what we're trying to get across here. Um, and we wanted to just kind of, again, think about these stores from a consumer-facing perspective instead of the stuff that you oftentimes hear reported about, like electrical power and stuff. That's great. And we, we, we actually touched on that a little bit in the podcast. But mm-hmm. what about the stuff that you actually see? every day. Right. Um, and so just remember this when you go on your next shopping trip, um, and you can always look up, um, their customer service or even information about these initiatives on each individual shop's website. Yeah. And of course, for more information about each of these chain stores and their sustainability initiatives or lack thereof, uh, you can visit our website. Um, we will link to our article that has even more information for you to check out yes. where we, of course, linking to their website. So you will see kind of all the heavy research we've done. Absolutely. So this is just a really brief overview. We would love for you to go check out the article, do some research on your own, let us know your thoughts. Um, but as always, you can find our show notes and all this information at brightly.eco slash podcast. Um, but overall, I, I mean, this to me is just such an interesting piece and episode. So thanks for joining me today, Lisa. Yes. And thanks for our content team for doing this research and writing it. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Thanks. 
Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.